Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Hey, my friends, welcome back to Living in the Sandwich Zone. And in this episode, I bring you part two of my conversation with my friend, Alicia Ace Easter, who I traveled to Africa with. In this conversation, Ace and I continue unpacking our memories and lessons and learnings from Africa. And we really, we, we had a phenomenal 10 days together. It was magical from the moment that we set foot on the property at Boomy Hills, which was the first resort that we stayed at during our stay in Zimbabwe. I remember just being in awe of the beauty and the glory of the property and the surroundings. But then I walked to the edge beyond the pool and looked over into the plains below and I saw my first elephant, like my first elephant, just moments after arrival. It was amazing. We had a lot of magical elephant moments, one of which I shared about last week in the episode with Ace. So if you haven't listened to that, maybe you want to go back and listen to that one first so that you have a little more context um, about what we're talking about now. But if you don't, the Cliff Notes version is Ace and I talked about, you know, basically the choice that we can make to focus on the good or the not so good and realizing what we have control over and what we don't have control over. And that kind of was an overlay of our conversation about Africa last week. So when you travel with somebody, things can be dicey. Traveling with somebody you don't know is a unique experience. Traveling with someone you do know can be a unique experience. Even people you know very well, you may not be able to travel well with. Things might come up or you might not be, you know, one of you might be a hyper-organized planner who likes something supremely scheduled. Others might be just kind of go with the flow, laid back. Let's just roll with it and see what we're inspired to do. I have to say, I think Ace and I had one of the most seamless, joy-filled, just perfectly aligned in terms of attitude and desires and the way we approach things connection. Ace and I were really in sync. Even so, things can come up. Things can come up that lead to tensions or conflicts. Like Ace said in part one of our conversation, it is her intention and objective to make sure the guests that she hosts on her retreats have a fabulous time and have all of their needs met. And that is her number one priority. And I have to say that for me, traveling with Ace is a dream. We are just very well matched in terms of our traveling temperaments. However, there was one moment during our trip that led to a lot of discomfort. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. 
And although it was a painful moment and a painful process for Ace and I to navigate together, it led me to one of the most profound moments of self-reflection that I had during our entire trip. So here you go. Here is part two of my conversation with Ace as we continue unpacking Africa. Now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you if you're willing to talk about this. And if you're not willing to talk about it, please just say you're not going to talk about it. Pretty sure I am willing to talk about it. But I think that one of the things, and I think it was one of my most profound learnings in this trip, because first of all, for anybody listening, Ace and I had never met in person before going on this trip. We met for the very first time in, in person Qatar. in Qatar. As one does, Karen. In the, in the airport, <laughs> waiting for our flight to Zimbabwe. And so another thing, you know, that for me, there were a lot of people that looked at me like, really? You're going to be traveling across the world with somebody you have never met in your life? Yeah. Yep. yep. Because that for me was listening to my inner GPS, Mm -hmm. the feelings that I had, if I had red flag feelings about this trip, I believe that they would have cropped up. But everything about this trip was a green light. It was a go. It was a yes, 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 yes. So there was one incident. I'm going to call it an incident that gave rise to significant discomfort during our trip. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it because for me, it was a really profound learning um, about myself. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned a minute ago that there are some really kind of rigid gender roles in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had the, we had the really good fortune. One of the things that I think was awesome about us traveling together was that we we both were go with the flow kind of people yeah. about it. It was like when we rolled into Boomy Hills, our first resort, it was like, I want to feel what it is like to be in Africa. I don't want to do this whole resorty thing. I want to go to the village. I want to eat the food. I want to, you know, meet the people. And both Ace and I were on that page. Yeah. And one of the things that we learned with that first village visit is about the gender roles, about the, um, I'm going to say conservative um, approach in terms of feminine behavior and dress and all of that. And so fast forward to when we got to Zambia. And Zambia was, we spent a week in Zimbabwe and then had three nights in Zambia. But in Zambia, um, there was a moment where I felt, I perceived that women were looking at you. And if anybody has seen Ace, you have seen that Ace is gorgeous, like stunningly gorgeous, fit, rocking body. Um, and you were wearing shorts and a crop top and I perceived that women 
were looking at you in a judgmental way. Um, and it made me very uncomfortable. It made me feel very protective of you to the point where at the end of that day, I said to you, Ace, I'm going to go a little maternal on you. I don't know that Africa is a midriff kind of place. Um, and, and I could see as soon as the words left my mouth, I could see how much that hurt you. And I want you to talk about it. And then I will talk about what I learned um, upon reflection and deep personal inquiry about that. Yeah. Um, thank you for talking about this. I mean, I, I, when that, when it happened, it was very much a, again, going back to my original statement of my aha being like, well, okay, great. Now I don't know if she's having this great experience. I might've, I must've done something wrong. I immediately like internalized everything. I started to immediately judge myself, immediately say, okay, you've done this wrong. You've done something wrong. I, and I was like, okay, I've offended someone. And that goes back to growing up and, you know, having this like bravado about me and not knowing that the strength and the power of my personality, my words and how I could come across like a bit you know, too much to some people, right? So it was immediately like, okay, you've done too, you've gone, you've done it again. When in fact, like it took me a really long time to get to a place of even being comfortable in my body. Um, I dealt with a deep amount of body dysmorphia and body image issues where I was like hiding myself, even in the relationship that I was in for seven years, like really not embracing my sensuality, my sexuality, my figure, all these sort of things, carrying a lot of literal weight and figurative weight um, around, even though I've been, you know, worked out my whole life yoga and all these sort of things, but yet so I was carrying um, a lot of things. And so then I'm like, I'm free, right? I like, that was a mantra that I said to myself in 2017, even when I wasn't free, yeah. I said, I am free, I am free, I am free, which started this whole initiative of women empowerment for me and so then i'm fast forward i'm here in this sacred place and i'm like well i was feeling already subconscious that day i didn't say anything i was already feeling subconscious that day because i was a little bloated and i was like oh, i'm bloated like i'm not i've gained weight like i'm fat like all these sort of things like like we're going through my head but then i was like you know what I'm also really hot. I'm sexy. I look beautiful. Like I'm going to wear my yoga crop. I'm wearing these fun shorts. My friend like made, um, you know, and they're really fun. They're really empower. They're really powerful. Um, they were for black history month and all yeah. these things. Yeah. So I was intentional about everything that I packed. And then when you said that to me, I was immediately like, okay, great. You know? So I went back to our to my villa and I really was like, okay, now what am I going to wear? You know, I got in my head about everything, yeah. everything that I brought, every piece of clothing. It took me a long time to like put clothes on. And I was like, I was, I was like, okay, well, should my shoulders not be revealed? Like, is it like, do I need to like, cause I'm not a person like, listen, like I'm not, I don't have huge boobs. So I'm taking advantage of the privilege of fact that like, I, I upset you there. I, 
I, I, I, I can get away with like walking around like, you know, um, but I feel like personally, anybody, I don't care what your boob size, if you don't want to wear a bra, you don't have to wear a bra. But anyway, another podcast episode. I'm like, okay. So I very rarely wear a bra. I'm very free. Like, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to be so constricted, restricted and constricted and whatnot, because I spent so much of life of my life as someone who is a survivor of um, physical abuse, sexual abuse, sexual molestation from as a little girl, all these sort of things. So just being over-sexualized, which has happened yeah. as black women, black young girls are, even if they don't go through those experiences that I just mentioned, we're still over more sexualized than, than any other race and culture. And so I'm like, again, internalizing all of this, y'all, this is just in a matter of a few minutes, not a whole evening gone by, but you know, when one thing comes up, it's called a trigger. It kind of takes you down this path. And so I was like, like, all right, well, what am I going to wear? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wear this tie thing, but I'm going to make sure my shoulders are covered because I, now I don't know if like easy, our guide has been uncomfortable. Have I been offending him the whole time? All these sort of things. And Karen comes up to me after I come out there and I know like my mood and I know my mood had shifted and I was really trying my best and I was going to put my best face forward, but my feelings was hurt. I yes. was like, I don't know. I, Cause I, again, I went into this whole thing where like, I'm not judging anybody. I was never judging anybody. So if any of those women who Karen are say, saying that were looking at me, I wasn't judging them. I was just walking around doing my thing. I, we were shopping. We were having a great time. We were in this market. It was very much just like, me being free. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. And, but I was like, okay, well, if Karen said, you know, like, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna. And it also kind of took me back to the time when 2021, 2022, when I lost a significant amount of weight and I would get messages from people that were like, you're too skinny. You need to eat a burger, all these sort of things right now. It's like, okay, I can't win. You're like, okay, you're in this place where you're surrounded by people who look like you. Everywhere you turn, everybody. Yeah. And and so, which is beautiful. But then you're like, well, damn, are, are black women here judging me too? I can't even win here. And so, but it ended up being what I love about Karen as a person. And she comes up and you really, you know, you were like, listen, I did not mean to hurt your feelings. I did not mean, and you immediately apologized. And I went and I said, I said, well, you know what? I said, I said, well, you know, my feelings was hurt, but I said, you know, I did because again, I just said the same thing that I said just now was like, I just didn't know if I offended anyone. And that to me is huge because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to do anything wrong. That's going to upset any sort of thing. But if I do do something, please let me know so I know better. And we talked and it ended up, we went on this beautiful sunset boat cruise and it was fantastic. And like, what, again, like to be someone who can, I just put this in my list is like, be okay with saying you're sorry and not saying you're sorry, but apologizing, right? I don't really like to use the word sorry. I do my best to say apologize, but it's like, and you did. And that really was like, okay, thank you. And then also I felt like, well, also thank you for having my back, right? Because your intentions were pure and we really need to give 
everyone that extra amount of grace because most of the time we trust that people's intentions are pure when they are doing, when they bring something to us, when they bring something to our attention. And so for me, it really brought up all these things and, and really kind of like the next day, I was like, you know, I'm going to wear what I want, but I, but it, but it was, the seed was planted. Yeah. And yeah. I, but now yeah. again, like it is what it is at this point, the seed was planted, but also we're going to have a great time. I'm not going to let this, she's already said what she said, and I'm not going to let this ruin this amazing experience that we've had together because it was just this small, like, it was just a small thing to me, you know, it was like it. You know, and I wasn't going to carry it on, which again, it's all about choice. As yes. we talked about at the start of this, yeah. it's like, I could have chose to an attitude with you and right. all these sort of things. And that would have completely ruined the entire beautiful experience that we'd had together for the last like eight days. Right. right. And, so, and so for me, it was a very big mirror moment because I, throughout my childhood, and I, I've said it in this podcast, I've said it multiple times. I call myself a recovering grudgeaholic. You know, like I hold on to things and I hold on to things to my own detriment and to um, the pain of everybody in my presence, right? So that's been something I've really over the years been working to dissolve. And when this happened, and I think apologizing is, you know, that's a muscle that's a muscle that has to be built and exercised regularly. And it is one that I, in that moment, I really felt I had to, to address it immediately because it was so evident to me that my words, irrespective of what my intention was, my words had wounded you. And that because I had felt such connection and I felt like, I mean, everything, everything was so magnificent. I couldn't, I couldn't have orchestrated a better symbiotic fit with a travel partner than what we had. And in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, I've screwed it all up. I've messed up the whole trip. And I went down the rabbit hole of unforgiveness toward myself for what I had said and wishing I hadn't said it and wishing, even though I was trying to be protective, you know, and guarding you in trying to guard you, I hurt you. And it goes back to what we were talking about before, you know, you gotta, you gotta give people that you love the space to be who they are. And it came up, brought up for me, it stirred up within me all of my body image issues, all of my insecurities, and you recognize the projection of it. It's like, I didn't want you to be mocked and jeered at the way that I was mocked and jeered as a kid. And there was something about what, why I said what I said that I was trying to save you from pain. And I realized that you were in your joy and it was my, you know, remark that took you out of that place. And so for me, it was a really crystal clear example 
about how much I give attention to what other people are thinking and opining about either me or somebody I love. And one of the things that I really love about you is I love that solid, grounded, unabashed, just confidence that you exude. And so for me, it was a really big moment to look at why, why was it, why did I feel compelled to say what I said and to think about next time the steps that I would take to go through my head about why I, you know, there's, there's, I can't remember the quote, but you know, they say, is it kind? Is it necessary? Oh, yeah, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Right. Right. And I think that that was the step that I omitted because really the, the, the moment had passed. And so the thing for me, the other lesson in it was, am I going to hold on to this? Am I going to let this thorn be injected into my safari trip and ruin the last two days that I have here? Yeah. And we had a really beautiful moment. And what's interesting is the morning, the breakfast, when we had breakfast that day, we had been talking about intentions and people's behavior and the intention behind it. So it was almost like this platform had been established to have the conversations that we had subsequently. But here's what I got to tell you, Ace, is that what you gifted me with was the ability to have that vulnerable conversation, to feel safe doing it, and to feel like you knew my heart and you you gave me the space to reflect upon it for myself and to realize how much of my life I have spent conforming to a standard that was not a self-imposed standard. It was somebody else's standard. Yeah. So I'm really thankful to you and appreciative to you to be the one, to be the person to help teach me that lesson. Oh, yeah. You're, because the thing is like, you're, yeah, thank you for that, sweet soul. Like I, because I know your heart. And the thing is, it's like, I, I know the the fact of the matter is so much grace has been bestowed upon me throughout my entire life. Dear God, thank you. So I'm in this practice of bestowing faith and grace to other people. And what I'm working on transparently is bestowing a lot of that grace to men. And knowing that, you know, they, they're the intentions, whatever the intentions are, they're in their heart because it's easy for me with women, but I knew your heart. And I was like, you know, she's looking out for me and like, yeah, my feelings are hurt and I'm going to hold this space, but I'm also not going to berate her either because that's not going to help. I'm not going to, I'm not going to double down because I know that if she's feeling this way or if I'm feeling this way, 
then I can't imagine what you were feeling. So I'm going to let you feel. I'm not going to get in the way of your experience. I'm not going to get in the way of what someone is experiencing, whether it be, you know, the most joyful or something that's like a little thorny, you know? And it's like, because that also wouldn't have been fair either for me to like make you feel and really dig it in deep. Cause it's like, I mean, then you would have been resentful. Then you would have been like, well, you know what? Maybe they were, it would have just, it would just not have been the fact that matter is we all deserve grace. And in, such tumultuous times like i don't know about you but being back has been everything has just been so loud everything has been so much more chaotic and not talking about personally but just everything in the world in the world you just notice this world that we live in it's just everybody this this visceral language on social media from both sides of the street right like from both sides i don't care yeah. What side you're on? Everybody is loud, and every and right now everybody wrong. You know, like there's no one that's like right or there's everybody is binarily wrong because y'all are all yelling. Every the language is mean, and I and it's completely void of grace. It's yeah. completely void of forgiveness. And I was just you know what I'm going to be talking about at my workshop on Saturday: breakups to breakthroughs, Earth Day reset is the art of forgiveness. I did a, I started that breakups to breakthroughs workshop in 2018 when I ended my relationship that I was in for seven years. We were engaged for a year. I talk about this. I didn't know anything about forgiveness. It wasn't even something that was on the front burner of my existence. And I definitely wasn't on this pursuit of joy then. I just knew I had to get out of that situation. And I'm a very action oriented person. And so I'm going to use whatever's happening to me to serve others. So if my heart is broken, what I'm going to do is I'm going to help other people who might be feeling the same thing, even if I'm still working through it myself. That's just like my way of like dealing, right? It's the same thing with like my honoring all mothers workshop that I do every year. It's like my mom died 21 years ago on Thursday. It'll be 21 years. And so it took me, um, what, six, seven, maybe seven years ago to host my first Honoring All Mothers workshop to get to the place of like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for Mother's Day weekend because I'm not as sad anymore as some people that I know who've lost their mom prematurely or, you know, can't be with their mom because, you know, we live in LA and LA's, you know, most of the time people aren't from here or their parents live far away, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to hold this space. So I'm just, you know, and again, being in that practice of being like, you know what, like, I just want to be afforded that sort of grace when I mess up, which is going to happen because we're human, right? And like you said, you were looking out for me. So all we want is people around us that are going to have our backs. But it's that thing where it's like, listen, I want to make sure that my retreat guests are having a great time. But also if they get a bunch of mosquito bites or they they get... yeah, what you did, but then if they get sunburned, okay, not, let's, yeah. you know, don't make it this whole doting thing about them and this whole trip because it's like, listen, there's ways in which we can mitigate that. There's ways in which we can heal that, right? Like there's a way to do anything to make sure that these people get comfortable or people remain comfortable. But if there's some uncomfortable moments, then 
can you roll with the punches? Can yeah. you allow yourself to still have a good time? That's why I had an application process to it. That's yeah. why I'm having an application process with Morocco. I'm not just bringing everybody who wants to come because right. you have to be able to roll with the punches. You have to be able to like understand that things are going to come up and not everybody's going to be super well-traveled, which is fine. But you have to also understand we're traveling in a time that was different than it was three years yes. ago. So true. We're traveling in a time that, you know, where the awareness of, and to your point, culture, norms, things like that, you know, like being mindful of those things, right? And I even, and I inquired with like, you know, one of our guides after, like to say, I inquired, I was like, well, I just want to ask you a question. And I didn't get into like the, the, I didn't say, okay, well, I was just told this, but I was just curious. And he was like, no, you know, nothing, you know, was like out of the norm. And the thing is, it's like, had I been, had any information have been shared with me or anything I've been, listen, we're going to fix it right away because yeah. I only need to learn some lessons once, um, but not all of them. But I'm at this place now where, like I said, I'm 40 years old now that it's not, it doesn't take me long. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm quick to learn a lesson once. And I'm also quick to say, I'm asking for grace, which yeah. we can all get over ourselves just a little bit to say, I'm asking for a little bit of grace right now. And I understand it might be tough for you to offer it, but I'm asking anyway. Well, the other thing I will yeah. say is that <laughs> I think that your willingness to process and let go of this, uh, you know, interaction, I didn't let go for a while. And Again, I'm super appreciative because when we went to Mosio Atunya, otherwise known as Victoria Falls. Colonized at Victoria Falls. I can um, see it. <laughs> we did we did a a breathing meditation and it was amazing to be at that just awe inspiring place. But we did that, and I remember you leaned over my shoulder, and you said, let it go, leave it here. And, and I knew what you meant. You know, that was, a, that was something I needed to, to take in and to act on so that I would not be carrying this burden um, for the rest of the days that we had together. And it was so, it was like, opening a door that freed me from carting that. And I recognize within myself that I have a propensity to do that, that if I've done something that hurts somebody, especially somebody I love, I carry it. And it's like, it's almost as if I punish myself to keep carrying it as a way of doing penance, you know, for the injury yeah and you're taking that moment in that sacred space where we were at the falls to just say let it go leave it here was what i needed to transcend and and so i i am supremely grateful for that that was a big lesson for me yeah oh i, I love it and this this experience was a dream come true. It had been 
you know, so such a blessing that this was like my second time in my life on safari, but it felt it was the first time again. Yeah. The first time again. (laughs) First time again, as beautiful Edwin said, and it was just so special. And so it was a huge honor that you trusted me to guide you and to also let yourself be soft in the entire journey, right? Like as someone who is the leader, the helm, at the helm, um, in all facets of your life, it was really awesome to watch you be almost like this little girl again. Like you were like, oh, this is my villa. Like, and I was because we would just be not being mindful of the hippos that we're supposed to be mindful of. And all of a sudden we're walking, it's like, oh, oh, we're here. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll see you in five minutes. You know, like it was just kind of like us just being little girls, little kids again, like really just nurturing our inner child. It was giddy delight. It was so playful and fun and just pure giddy delight. It was giddy. It was just like, you know, we didn't know what was where we were going. We didn't know what we wanted to see because we'd never been here before. We were like, well, we don't know. You tell us. And we so, we we could we could at the drop of a dime just be like, nope, don't want to do that. Let's do this instead. Yeah. You know, it's like the falls. So we had seen Mose Atunya from the Zimbabwean side, and then we crossed over. And in fact, I lost my glasses. I lost my glasses the, at the first visit to the falls again, which could have been like for many people, Oh, I lost my glasses. I'm, what am I going to do the rest of the time? You know, yeah. whatever. But I was like, okay, I guess I can just go back and get another uh, a cute pair, a little cute frame. But you didn't um, have a plan anyway for it, right? Cause it was, it was a, a choice, you know, and I, I had packed an, a backup pair. They didn't have sun shading, reflection, whatever, but it was all going to be good. And yeah, so I think, yeah, I, for me, that came up over and over and over again, this theme of you have a choice in this moment. You can focus on whatever it is, the lost glasses, the poorly chosen words that you spoke, the whatever it is, the mosquito bites all up and down the back of your leg. Or you can revel in the magnificence and the majesty of everything else that we're surrounded by. Just magic. It was awesome, right? It was. 10-10 recommend. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anybody's interested in going to Africa with Ace, Ace, you want to give a little snapshot of your trip to Morocco in the fall? So I am hosting a... Moroccan retreat to Fez, Marrakesh, and uh, Fez, Marrakesh, and uh, the Sahara Desert, um, October 21st through the 30th. And it will be, uh, we will have a, we will have our own Riyadh. I'm only taking nine people. So it'll be a total of 10 of us. It'll be this beautiful experience where we'll experience the different cultures of Marrakesh, Fez, and the Sahara. There'll be yoga, meditation. We'll also be grounding in this like fertile ground, this ritualistic and just allowing the land to speak to us in this like, to kind of let us know what we need to learn, right? Like 
and that's going to be happening, like I said, October 21st through the 30th. If you want to learn more, you can message me um, at Ace Yoga LA. Um, you can email me info at aceyogala.com to learn more. Um, and yeah, we're booking spots now, and I imagine it's probably going to move quickly because Morocco is been on the list for a lot of people. I know it's personally been on my list for a really long time and just an opportunity to go there, experience the culture, the, culture, uh, the colors, the, the, the color, architecture, the, energy, the art, and all these th sort of things. And then just allow this new, just, a, uh, I said in my 40th thing today, a reflection, let's just see what happens, right? Let's just see what unfolds for everyone and it'll be an opportunity for us to have our one-on-one -on -one experiences together we'll do some group reiki meditation there'll of course be some sound me being like a newly certified sound right. practitioner yeah. really excited about that shout out to nice Austin sound. sound method sound um, and yeah so just really going back there and then Staying tuned for the next safari we'll be planning in twenty at the end of twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. So, yeah, Morocco Ooh. is coming up in October, and I simply cannot wait. All right, my friend. Well, I I have to just thank you for what a phenomenal gift this trip and experience was on all levels. Um, I think again, words cannot be strung together that adequately describe everything that I got out of this trip and I got a lot out of it. So I love you, friend. I love you more, my sweet friend. So does Lady Bell. And little Lady Bell. You furry me. friend. Um and thank you so much. I can't wait to do it again. And I love you. Thank you so much. Y'all like can Connect with me on the socials, Ace Yoga LA, or my website, aceyogala.com. Fabulous. So although Ace's breakups to breakthroughs workshop happened already, be sure to follow her because she hosts some phenomenal events and you definitely want to get on her mailing list so you can find out when they are and take advantage of those opportunities. All right, friends, that's it for me this week. I hope that you have a fantastic week and go out there and do something that brings you joy. Take good care. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne, that's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in the show notes and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list and take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.